0: are you in the 49%? 49% of people with Hashimoto's also have depression. There is a huge link between thyroid problems and mental health. May is mental health awareness month and we're going to talk about mostly depression today because that seems to be a bigger problem for people with Hashimoto's than anxiety. But both things do affect people with Hashimoto's and there's a couple reasons for that. I'm going to tell you why these things are linked and what you can do about it in this episode of Health with Hashimoto's. Thank you for joining me today. This is the podcast where you discover true, simple, and sustainable things that you can do to impact your whole health and to recover your energy. Because as we know, people with Hashimoto's disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, their number one complaint is fatigue. There's a lot of other complaints too way up there on the list of common complaints are mental health problems depression and anxiety i'm so grateful we live in a day and age where we have so much research and experts at the tip of our fingertips i did a lot of research for this episode because i knew they were linked i knew depression anxiety and hashimoto's were linked but i didn't exactly know why and i didn't know what to tell you to do about them Because of course, in every single episode, I want to give you steps that you can take so that you can have better health. And I found a couple experts that were very helpful in this. The first one, and this is the first place I learned that there was a link, and that's Dr. Isabella Wentz. She is the thyroid pharmacist online. You can find her. She's got a lot of great information. And she was the first place, I think it was in her book, that I learned that there is this link. In fact, it was from her that I learned that the first thing a physician should be looking at if somebody feels depressed is thyroid function. I did not know that that was the standard of care. It's a standard of care that is not observed a lot, but the standard of care if you feel depressed is to look at your thyroid function. And of course, as you know, as a faithful listener of this podcast, it is not enough to look at the TSH because that does not give you a full picture. So if somebody is feeling depressed, the first thing they need to look at is a full thyroid panel. Unfortunately, this gets skipped quite a bit and then it will be up to like a psychiatrist when this person is not responding to typical treatment for depression. They're like, oh, did anybody look at your thyroid? And when they start correcting the thyroid function, the depression symptoms get better. Thyroid has to be looked at when you are dealing with mental health problems. And unfortunately, a lot of providers either don't know this or they skip it. And that is a shame because number one, if you're dealing with an autoimmune problem, it's going to continue to attack your body and destroy other things. So you have to address that other root cause. But also it's a shame because it's such a simple fix. If you need more thyroid hormone, well, then you can get that thyroid hormone. You don't have to stay stuck in depression and you don't have to take depression medications if that's not the problem. If the problem is your thyroid, you need to address your thyroid, not the symptoms of your thyroid problem. I recorded a video a while back when I noticed that my plant, one of my plants was like dead and dying, had a whole bunch of brown leaves. And I recorded the video just saying that, you know, it's not gonna do me any good to water the leaves. I have to water the actual roots. I have to put water in the pot watering the leaves is not going to help anything. And that is what throwing depression medications at somebody who is dealing with thyroid problems is like. It's like watering the leaves. You have to address what's causing the problems. You can't just address the symptoms. I get a little fired up about this. Anyway, Dr. Isabella Wentz was not the only person I got information from from, for this episode. I got other information from a variety of sources, but one of the things that was most helpful in preparing for this podcast episode was an interview on the podcast, What If It's Not Depression? And that was an interview between the podcast host, who is a physician, and another physician, Dr. Amy Horniman. And they talk specifically about thyroid and depression. So after listening to this podcast episode, if you want to have more information... I will link that podcast episode below. It is about 50 minutes long, and it is super informative. Have you ever heard that your brain consumes the most calories of your entire body? Just the thinking and the being alive, the controlling of your body is so energy dependent. Your brain needs so much energy to keep you going. Well, it's the same thing for thyroid to turn on the cells, to turn on the energy of the cell, your cell needs T3. That's the active form of thyroid. The majority of your T3 in your body is utilized by your brain. So if your brain isn't getting enough energy, if your brain isn't like turning on the way it's supposed to, well of course that is going to lead to mental health problems. And this can go in both directions. People who deal with hypothyroids, that's your thyroid not giving you enough Hormone, they typically deal with more depression. People with hyperthyroid, so that's too much energy being produced, they will typically deal with anxiety. The thing about Hashimoto's, it is your immune system attacking your thyroid. As it attacks your thyroid, your thyroid suffers damage. Because it is suffering damage, it's not going to work as well. Most people with Hashimoto's deal with a lot of hypothyroid symptoms. But also, because it is being attacked, it can be destroyed. And as it's destroyed, as little parts of it are destroyed, it can release extra thyroid, causing hyperthyroid symptoms. So when you're dealing with Hashimoto's, you can have both anxiety and depression from your Hashimoto's. When you have Hashimoto's, you can have both hyper and hypothyroid symptoms. It doesn't seem fair, right? (laughs) Like I just want to deal with one thing. Well you are just dealing with one thing. You are dealing with your immune system attacking your own body. Where it attacks, how much it attacks, the you know, trickle-down effect from that attack, those are all gonna be causing symptoms and you get to deal with all of those. You get to. Like it's a gift. It's not a gift but it is information. You are constantly getting information from your body, from your mind, from your emotions, from your spirit. You're constantly getting data for what do I need to do today? What do I need to do now? What do I need to focus on? How can I have better health? And you don't have to tackle everything at once. 1% better every day is going to be so impactful over the long run. If you focus on very small changes consistently, you're going to have big results. People who tackle huge goals all at once instead of breaking it down into bite-sized pieces, those huge goals are generally overwhelming and they do not hit them. So that's why we focus on simple and sustainable things that you can do. So as with every single autoimmune disease, the three things that you need are genetic component, a gut component, and one or more triggers. Guess what? It's the same for mental health. For depression, there is always a gut component and a trigger, one or more. So let's first talk about the gut and why it is so impactful in mental health. The first reason is that the majority, a huge amount of your hormones are created in your gut. And also you have a ton of hormone receptors in your gut. In fact, your gut has been called your second brain. So in order for your gut to be able to make and receive hormones correctly, you need to have good gut health. The best thing to do for your gut is to make sure that you're pooping once a day. Somebody asked me, why? Why pooping once a day? Why do you focus on that? Well, it's because it's an easy metric. You can definitely tell if you are pooping once a day. If you're not, you absolutely need to take action because something is not right in your gut. So are you pooping once a day? If not, that's where you get to start. I know the title of this episode is dealing with depression and thyroid, and here I am talking about your poop. Why does it matter so much? It's because you are a whole person. You cannot separate your mental health from the rest of you. You are connected. Take a look at the tiny little flower on the cover art for this podcast. It has five petals and that stands for the whole you. Body, mind, spirit, diet, environment. There are a lot of things you can do in each one of those categories to improve mental health and to help depression and one of the things that you can do is focus on your gut health to focus on are you pooping once a day are there other things that you can do to increase your gut health i have other episodes available to help you with that so after we focused on the gut another thing for depression is a trigger and one of the biggest triggers for depression is stress Now, it's not just the kind of stress we think about when we say, I'm so stressed out, but it's also the physical stressors. It's also the other mental stressors. Any stress can be a trigger for depression. And when you pile those stressors on and then you just keep piling more and more and more on, that's a huge load and it can lead to depression. You might have heard the the outdated, quote, fact that depression is a chemical imbalance in your brain. Did you know that that's been disproven? We've known for quite a while that that is not true, and yet people keep talking about it as if it's still a fact. It's not. The science showed us that that is not true. There are many things that lead to depression, but depression is not caused by a chemical imbalance in your brain. Are chemicals involved? Yes. Chemicals are hormones. There are a lot of hormones involved, and that's why I already talked about your gut health, because gut health is crucial when you're talking about hormone health. And stress is also crucial when you're talking about your hormone health. You have to deal with your stress. In fact, in the podcast interview that I referenced at the beginning of this podcast... Dr. Amy Horniman, who is the expert, she said that the number one thing that she wants people to focus on is their stress. If you need better mental health, you need to figure out ways to lower your stress and to manage the stress that you're dealing with. It helps with everything. It helps with your thyroid function, which is going to help with your mental health, and dealing with the stress also helps the mental health directly. You are a whole person. There are so many interconnected pieces that all impact each other. All right, so we've already talked about the link between thyroid and mental health. We also talked about the different ingredients for an autoimmune disease, which are genetics, gut, and triggers, and how they relate to mental health. And now we get to look at the final thing, which is actually a huge component in depression that people don't talk about. And when I say people, I mean the experts, the people on social media, maybe your friends, the people who should be telling you the truth. The truth is that inflammation is huge with mental health. Inflammation is easy to think of and to picture when you have an injury let's say you got a splinter in your finger and you were not quite able to get it all out. Well, the next day, what's that finger going to feel like? Right around where your splinter is or was, it's going to be red. It's going to be swollen. It's going to feel a little warm to the touch. It's going to be painful. That's what inflammation is. Inflammation is pain, redness, swelling, and warmth. That is inflammation. The thing is, inflammation is going on a lot of times inside of us, and we can't see the redness. We can't feel the warmth, unless it's really bad and you have a fever. We can't sometimes feel the pain. You might think that's crazy, but your brain does not really feel pain. In fact, that's why they can do surgery on your brain while you are awake, because your brain does not have pain receptors. Your gut has baroreceptors, that's stretch receptors. So when you're feeling bloated or when there's a huge gas bubble or something going in through your gut, you feel that as pain. But your gut doesn't have pain receptors as you think about them like in your fingertips. You don't always feel the inflammation in your body. And yet, most of us have some inflammation in our body. We eat diets that are pro-inflammatory. In the last episode or two episodes ago, I don't remember, I talked about pro-inflammatory fats. So omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. Those are fish oils. They come from seeds and nuts. Omega-6s are pro-inflammatory. They make you inflamed in your whole body. They inflame you at a cellular level and omega-6s come from processed foods primarily. So we're dealing with an epidemic of inflammation. I heard one doctor and he said that if you could look at a kid's brain or even an adult's brain who has ADHD, it would be like it was on fire. There is so much inflammation in their brain that it is literally on fire okay not literally because that would mean it's in flames but he said that's what it's like so he was a huge proponent of a ton of omega-3s In that lecture, he was talking about huge doses of omega-3s. I think he also um, did vitamin D and he also removed all artificial food colorings. If you want to talk about mental health and you want to go down a rabbit hole, go look at artificial food colorings, food dyes. They are not allowed in Europe. They are not allowed in a lot of countries because they are so harmful for our mental health. And yet they are all over in the United States. Cereals, candies, chips, processed foods, they are all over artificial food colorings are a huge thing to get rid of if you want to improve your mental health but that's not the topic of today's episode we're talking about thyroid and depression so do you remember in the last episode where i was talking about getting more energy and activating your own pathways um, the pathway that decreases oxidative stress well oxidative stress is a cause of inflammation. Because of course, when your cells are being damaged, what's going to happen? They're going to be inflamed. So if you can help your body to reduce oxidative stress, what are you also helping it do? Reduce inflammation. And inflammation is one of the root causes of depression. Inflammation is also one of the root causes of autoimmune problems. A lot of the root causes of mental health problems are the same as the root causes of thyroid problems, starting with the gut, stress as a trigger, and inflammation. These things are, I wouldn't say they're easy to tackle. You're not going to conquer all of your stress. You're not going to improve your gut health overnight. You can make a huge difference in your inflammation. Um, That protandem NRF2 that I was talking about in the last episode, Well, research studies have shown us that taking one of those NRF2 tablets every single day decreases your oxidative stress by 40% in just 30 days. You're still going to have to clean up your diet. You're still going to have to do other things to lower the inflammation in your body. But the good news is there are things you can do. You are not destined to be depressed. You are not destined to have poor thyroid function for the rest of your life. You are not destined for poor health. You are designed for more. You are created for more. And there are ways that you can have better health, better health as a whole person, body, mind, spirit, diet, environment. All of those pieces come together. And you can increase the health in each one of those pieces because then as they come together as a whole, then you are healthier too. So what are the top three things that you can do if you have depression and Hashimoto's? Well, let me back up a little bit. What are the What's the number one step you should do if you have depression? You should get tested for a thyroid and not just TSH, but a full thyroid panel, because it could be a thyroid problem, not necessarily depression. Depression would be a symptom of your thyroid problem. So if you have depression, or if you have a friend who has depression, make sure that they know to get a thyroid panel done. And that is not me saying that, that is the standard of care, a standard of care that is often neglected. If somebody has mental health problems, they need to be looking or their provider needs to be looking at a thyroid panel. That's number one. So number two would be to look at your gut health. And then the third thing is to address stress can also address inflammation in there. I talked in the last episode about the simple thing I do every single day. I activate my NRF2 pathway. That's that oxidative stress piece that I was talking about. And I also address my mitochondrial health, which impacts energy. And again, your brain uses the most energy of your entire body. So if you want a healthy brain, you have to address the ingredients, and the resources that your brain needs, and your brain needs healthy mitochondria. So every single day, I take that dual synergizer that contains protandem NRF2 synergizer. I call it an activator because it activates my NRF2 pathway. That's the oxidative stress. I also take the NRF1 synergizer or activator because that addresses my mitochondria. So simple to do. It takes just a couple seconds a day, and I am addressing those two huge issues what are you going to start doing as a result of today's podcast? And that's not a rhetorical question. I actually do want to hear from you. I want to know what you're going to do. Send me an email or shoot me a message on uh, social media. I would love to hear what you're going to do. Thank you for listening to this episode and all the others. I'll see you next week on the Health of Hashimoto's podcast. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.